0: Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadaloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadaloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 30 of Secrets of Shadaloo. We're still in the Warriors of Shadaloo section, and this is the final page of the Special Maneuvers subsection. This is the section about all the special moves that Shadaloo teaches to its students of Lairdrit, Spanish ninjutsu, Thai Boxing, and so on. We've really focused throughout this section on moves from Lairdrit, starting with Ducking Fierce, moving on through the befuddling power of Flying Punch, and then yesterday we talked about the devastating power of Mind Control. Which, by the way, is also used to mind control world leaders and achieve world domination. But, I mean, I assume you're a role player playing a street fighter. What you care about is winning street fighting matches. So that's what we talked about yesterday. Today, as kind of a coda to that, we're going to talk about resisting the psychic powers of Shadaloo. And it comes down to honor. We foreshadowed this all the way back in chapter one, or the prelude, depending on which part of the book you believe. The story called Poison Haze, where Derek Savage, the street-tough gutter brat... Uh, had his chi all inflamed, all swollen up and feverish and discolored because he got poison hazed by a revenant, and it threatened to make him act dishonorably. That was the goal. And part of the reason for that is that honor is an effective way to resist the psychic powers of a Lerdrit master. We learned yesterday that if you have 10 permanent honor, you can't be mind controlled. And fortunately for shit-stirring player characters, the honor system in the Street Fighter storytelling game is actually pretty forgiving. It's much easier than, like, maintaining a good alignment in D&D, even. Let me give you some examples from the Street Fighter core book of things that will cost you honor. Uh, if you strike a dizzied opponent, which is to say somebody who's kind of, like, punch drunk and can't defend themselves for a minute, that'll cost you a temporary honor. Uh, if you knock somebody out while they can't defend themselves, a brother dizzy, that'll cost you two temporary honor. Challenging someone of lower rank, uh, using a weapon against an unarmed opponent, hitting somebody while somebody else is holding them, spamming somebody with a cheesy attack that they have a special vulnerability to, those will all lose you a little bit of honor. But it's always temporary honor, and it's always a point or two. The only thing that loses you permanent honor is using a firearm. Every time you use a firearm, you lose one permanent honor and one permanent glory. That's not just Dirty Pool, it's unthinkable right? It's not like using a loaded bat in a baseball game. It's like using a firearm in a baseball game. But as you can see, these are pretty much like professional ethics. I mean, it's not really about whether you're a good person. It's about whether your style of street fighting is cricket, basically. Like whether you observe good sportsmanship and, and follow the rules in street fighting. There are only a few things that will lose you honor outside of a formal street fighting context. Um, running from a challenge or ignoring someone in need of help. That's the only really tricky one because look, you got a street fighting career to worry about. You can't be stopping for every burning orphanage. There are a lot of connecting flights to deal with. You're on a limited budget, so you may lose some honor that way. But again, it's only temporary honor. So you can be a real asshole, but as long as you observe good professional ethics, you're fine. You can keep your honor intact, and you can gain honor for a lot of different things. If you don't hit somebody when they're dizzy, give them a chance to recover. Gain a temporary honor. Accept a challenge from somebody a higher rank than you. Defeating somebody much more powerful than you. Even losing because you are honorable gains you honor. The only real difficulty in getting yourself up to 10 honor actually is just the amount of time it takes for this temporary honor to build up into permanent honor. The way this works is you get 10 dots and that's your permanent honor, but then underneath them you get little check boxes and that's your temporary honor. Once your temporary honor goes all the way up to little track of check boxes and fills up all 10 then you can trade them in for one dot and go back to zero temporary honor and gain a dot of permanent honor. So to go from zero honor to 10 honor actually takes a gain of 100 honor. That's a lot of concussed people to refrain from punching, even in your line of work. So it takes some time to get there. But your career hopefully will be long. drip practitioners are not very common. So you can work on this, and by the time you reach these high ranks and you're dealing with Bison and his immediate lackeys, hopefully you'll have honor 10. Even then, though, you're not quite safe. That brings us back, at last, to this specific page, where the very last special maneuver listed in this section is Psychic Rage, a.k.a. the Poison Haze we've been waiting for. The way this works is you make a resisted willpower roll. If the person using Psychic Rage wins, then their victim enters a, quote, Berserker Fury, and they can only play their hardest punches and kicks and their highest damage special moves. They'll fight, fight, fight without honor. And if they do dishonorable things, if their street fighting is not cricket while they're in the Poison Haze, Then they will lose honor, and if a person with 10 permanent honor loses an honor, you know what they end up with? 9 permanent honor, 9 temporary honor, and full vulnerability to mind control. So you don't want to be sitting there on 10 permanent honor, vulnerable to the slightest provocation, whether it's somebody using poison haze on you, or just somebody pissing you off. You know, what if you're in a fight with M. Bison, or Bison Jr., and they piss you off, and you uh, say something mean about their mom, or stab them with a knife, (laughs) in a non-knife fighting context. Either of those things would lose you a temporary honor, which makes you vulnerable to mind control. But I'm here today to reveal to you a secret Shadowloo doesn't want you to know. You remember back in the opening fiction, we were talking about ways to resist the poison haze. We didn't know the mechanism, how it worked at that time. Now we have a better idea and we know the stakes. We know about mind control and how it relates to honor. This is the secret of Shadowloo for today. Don't settle for 10 permanent honor. You could still get temporary honor afterward. And what's great about that temporary honor that you get afterward is that it can't buy you shit. When you have 10 temporary honor and 10 permanent honor, you know what you can buy with that 10 temporary honor? Nothing. It's good for nothing but losing and regaining without affecting your permanent record, aka your permanent honor dots. 10 permanent honor is as righteous and good as you can be in a Street Fighter game, right? You're immune to mind control because you are a perfect moral paragon. When you add temporary honor on top of that, that's moral credit that you are free to lose without consequences. Like you've already gotten a plus, there is no a plus plus. So you get to be in that great spot in terms of your moral character, where you say, fuck this extra credit. You know, you can say, "I, I aced this class. I'm skipping the final. What a wonderful feeling. And what a wonderful feeling to apply to your moral character. That 10 temporary honor is like your per diem. You get to do 10 shitty things and still be spotlessly innocent. It takes a long time to get, To 10 permanent honor no doubt and of course it takes extra time to build up that 10 temporary honor but it's very worth it because it also takes a long time to lose 10 temporary honor especially in the context of a fight right if you're in a street fight and somebody hits you with poison haze like on a typical round what are you going to do to lose honor kick them punch them bite them that's all legal there's no honor loss it's a street fight. There are only a a pretty narrow list of things you can do to lose honor at all. The chances of you being able to do ten of them in a single street fight while you're poison hazed is negligible. Which means you can be biting them, scratching them, sticking them with a shiv, and still remain so morally pure that you're impossible to mind control all around long. As long as you remain within that per diem, right, your karmic petty cash, then you're golden. And it's not just resisting psychic rage. If you want to maintain that Perfect ten out of ten rating on your moral purity. That extra ten points, a lot of times, if you've got it to spend, you're going to be able to balance your debits and credits in any given situation. Like, think about this. Let's say there's a, a, a really powerful Street Fighter on the circuit, somebody higher ranked than you, who's always rubbing your nose in it, calling you a goody two shoes because you're trying to maintain this higher honor rating. A bully and a jerk, and you hate them, but you're trying to maintain your perfect moral character. Whatever will you do? I'll tell you what you do. You challenge them to a fight. Gain one glory. They come to your arena to fight you. Bell rings. Open a secret door. Release a tiger on them. They're surprised by the tiger and consumed. Lose two honor. You win the match. You've defeated a much more powerful street fighter. Plus two honor. Plus two glory. You remain at ten permanent honor. You've gained three temporary glory. And you've killed a bully with a ravening tiger. If you sold tickets to this, you may have also earned some repeat customers. Assuming the tiger is not rented and remains with you for promotional purposes. And if your opponent has psychic rage, it's all the sweeter. Imagine the frustration on the face of Bison Jr. As he's being savagely eaten by a tiger. He's looking into your eyes in absolute torment, regretting the rude comments he made about your ring attire. And in a last-ditch effort, he attempts to mind-control you to call off the goddamn tiger, and he can't because the person who just sicked a tiger on him is too morally perfect to mind-control. Fuck yeah! Being a paragon of virtue is great. It's extremely satisfying. But anyway, all this high-flown talk about fighting Bison or Bison Jr., we're building castles in the sky a little bit. That comes at the end of your street fighting career. And odds are that if you're playing Street Fighter at all, you're going to be playing a lower-ranked Street Fighter. Well, you're in luck. I've got something for you, too. Join me next time as we embark on a long parade of lesser, shitty Shadaloo Street Fighters on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big Megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Dumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com view slash Revolution or at freemusicarchive.org music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power.